If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I love the term and idea of evolution because it shows that we're growing. Pivot means changing direction, which is fine, right? Sometimes we change direction. But if we're just changing direction for changing direction's sake, then we're not growing from it. Evolution means that we really are evolving into something new, which means we are growing and becoming better. Tony Everett, thanks so much for coming on Bucket List Careers, the podcast. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. You are just the perfect type of guest we like to have on the show. You've had your pivots. You are a coach, so we know we're going to get those nuggets of wisdom. And you've found what truly lights you up. You are passionate about guiding athletes through the challenges career reset. You yourself have been through some pivots. You're an experienced entrepreneur. So you understand all that's involved in transitioning, whether you're reinventing yourself, coming back after a career pause, whatever the pivot may be. But let's start with this. I like to ask guests, why is being a business mindset coach for athlete your bucket list career? That's a really great question. I've been around sports all my life. I love sports. I've played, I've watched, I coach youth sports. And the athlete is someone who I really love to work with. They're used to having a coach. Right. They used to saying, yes, hmm. coach on it, coach. And the business coaching side of things came from a pivot. Actually, I was working as a nonprofit. I've, I've still got a nonprofit. I run that organization for a while. And during COVID, I didn't know whether it was coming back out. I didn't know whether we were sports in person, character education. Sure. I sat there. I was like, what do I love? What really lights me up? And I love coaching. I love working with people. I love seeing that moment where the light bulb goes on and they have that aha moment. Oh, yeah, it just lights me up. Oh, yeah. It's rewarding, I would imagine, and meaningful for, I think, someone like you. You did start in sales, Mm -hmm. so you're a people person, right? I hate that cliche, but it's got to be true. You have to be able to interact well with others. So walk us through your evolution. And if there is an aha moment in your journey, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, sure. So I was a salesman back in England selling security systems and I was on the phone with an American guy. We were owned by an American company about this joint proposition. And I said to him, what would I have to do to work for you guys in America? And he said, oh, talk to me. I'm the sales manager and I've got an opening in Orange County. I was like, wait, where's Orange County? So you've never been to California? No, never been to California. So I got the job. 
then I came out here and I was still in sales and, and I stuck in sales and my sales really was about performing and just hitting the targets, but I really wasn't loving it. What were you selling in particular? Out here, it was security systems. Got it. So for, for stores, CCTV and all of that good stuff. And then I stepped onto the soccer field and this is the aha moment. I stepped onto the soccer field with kids because I'm English, English accent, everyone thinks that I know everything there is to know about soccer, so come and coach our kids. It's false. (laughs) You're right. I do feel that somehow you know more than I do. Maybe it's the Ted Lasso thing. I don't know, but that's very funny. Go on. So anyway, I stepped onto the field and I connected with kids and I thought this, this is what I love. I love talking to kids. I love seeing them become their best self, not necessarily as a soccer player. As a human being, I love that concept of bringing out the best in people. And so I, I did that. And that's what led me to starting a nonprofit. So it was that aha moment that kids coaching, seeing the best in people led me to want to start a nonprofit that works with sports, character education, life skills. Love that. And is that the Warrior of Change program that I read about a little bit, or is that a newer situation? I don't know how long you've been doing this. So give us a sense of time frame and where you are, like I said, in that journey and that evolution. Absolutely. So I moved over here in 2000. In 2009 is when I set up the nonprofit. And so I'd been running that for however long that was until COVID. For more than a decade. Yeah. 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 And then COVID hit. And then it was during COVID bright idea of starting a company. I don't necessarily know that was the right idea, the right timing, but it was great. I have so many guests that did exactly that, that launched it, but it's made them stronger for it. It did. And so it was the work for a decade or more with the nonprofit that led me into realizing that I love doing the work with, with coaching. And I transitioned from the younger students to working with kids in juvenile halls. So I was working with teenagers and young adults and helping them move from juvenile hall to normal life. Good stuff. And so the transition into coaching was one of those, this is great. This is what I love to do. I love working with athletes. I love working with people. I should be doing this on a more consistent basis. And so did you go and get certified? What was the next step for you if this is something that a listener would like to pursue? Right. To start off with, It started in, COVID was what, 2020? So it started in end of 2020 when I was really searching. Mm. And the first thing I did was actually do a little soul searching first. I journaled, I asked people, if I wasn't doing pure game, what else would I be doing? Several people said, oh, you should become a coach. That's what you're good at. That's what you do naturally and normally. Interesting. So then I, yeah, I then journaled and, and I just worked with that. And I went and got a tiny habits coaching certificate was my first one. Thinking of the financial model here, what would it be if I was to step into a coaching role? What would people spend money on? You've got to pay the bills ultimately. And because I was working with kids, I was thinking tiny habits for young athletes because parents spend a lot of money on getting their kids into sport and then hopefully college with sport. Sure. So they'll continue to spend that money to make their athlete better. That's where it started. So I just started to play with it as a side gig first. I loved it. It was brilliant. And then I went and got a business made simple coaching license after that. And then now you're coaching what you say, big kids, adults who are still maybe somehow you're a child at heart. Yeah. But what is it about what you're doing, your offerings 
that you feel is singular? Because of course mm-hmm. you want to approach a fairly saturated market with something that's going to stand out. And and then I have another part of that question. What do you think is different about having athletes or former athletes as coaching clients? How do you approach them differently than you would someone who hasn't been on multiple teams? Yeah, this is where the Warrior of Change program comes in. My big differentiator in this is the fact that there are many people who do business coaching for athletes, but they throw them straight into business coaching and they don't work on the mindset of the athlete. Think about athletes. They have been playing sport since probably eight, nine or 10. So that's all they've ever known is the sport they've dedicated their life to through club, high school, college, and then into a professional career. True. So they've got a certain mindset that sits over here in sports, which can translate to business. But if they don't put the work into making that translate into business, they're not going to make it. And so what they do is they continue to live their highlight reel of their past. And they don't have a passion for the business world. They still have a passion for sports. Is it self-discovery too that you find is the hardest part of pulling people out of like you said, their previous life, their right. past it life, is. if you will. It is. And so what we've got to do, this is where I was going to go with that, is it starts with curiosity. What else are you curious about? What would you spend hours watching YouTube videos on or reading books about or reading magazines? If you go into a Barnes & Noble, where do you go to first? Yes. What's the curiosity? Because curiosity will lead to passion. And once you're passionate about something, then you want to master that. And so you'll want to learn. And then suddenly that becomes your new purpose. So if you don't do that transition step for athletes, they're stepping into the business world, really not knowing what they want to do with an identity of an athlete. And so they think that this, the past is going to make their future successful, which is not the case. And is this any area of business that you help people transition towards? Or are you finding a specific majority of industries that work well for your clients as former athletes? Yes, I have a preference. They can step anywhere they like. I have a preference. I want to get athletes into entrepreneurship. There you go. They make fantastic entrepreneurs because they've got the drive and they've got the grit and they've got their self-starting mentality that gets them going. Ah, so you think that there is a profile there that matches very well with founders, entrepreneurs. Let's talk about then your journey in terms of how you've overcome obstacles. You can also broaden it to talk about your clients too, what you've learned from working with these people. You know, what would you say is the biggest obstacle you've overcome so that we can learn from it? Does it seem unique at all? Or is it something that we all kind of experience at one point or another? I think you said something about you didn't believe you were good enough yeah, to run a company. Yeah, that's the biggest obstacle is fear. And the fear then, we internalize fear differently. But everyone has this fear that drives us more than anything. I internalize the fear of doing something new by thinking that I'm not good enough. It's my defense mechanism. If I'm not good enough, if I believe I'm not good enough, it can keep me in my comfort zone. And my comfort zone is where everything just muddles along and works. But if I'm going to step out into a new field of business, I've got to overcome that fear of not being good enough and stepping into that and embracing that. And it's a daily thing. Every day I have to wake up and say, okay, here we go again. Have I got the courage to step boldly into this unknown field? I was going to ask you about the how, right? Because we hear about fear of failure. 
fear of not launching properly. So is it a daily affirmation? Is it talking again to your network for support? Yeah. I'd love some practical advice in this area because I feel the same way about whatever my next step will be. And I'm also in this evolution. I was in journalism for years. I started this also in the pandemic. So I'm with you. And then what is the next step? I think that I'm a little apprehensive about taking the next step and I'm trying to get into a mode where I'm figuring out why and how to battle it. So first thing I'd say there is I'd change the word battle it, right? Mm, We don't want to fight against it. If we fight against it, what we do is we give it more power. Think about it as a sparring partner. Boxers, martial art people, they'll go in with a sparring partner fighting with their opponent, right, rather than against them. If we fight with our opponent, in this case, fear, then we suddenly can say, what's it teaching me? My daily practice is I journal, I meditate. That's my starting day. And then I'm looking the emotion, right? Where is it showing up in my body? And so I become aware of my emotion. I acknowledge my emotion and know where it's at. And then can I accept it? And if I can accept that emotion of fear, then I can move into appreciation. And can I find a way to be thankful for what that is trying to teach me? Most people run away from fear. The very successful among us lean into fear and treat it as a friend. We go, oh, there's fear. What's that teaching me? What does it want me to do next? And then if you step into that fear, you'll typically grow. Because anything you've stepped into that's new and you're fearful of, on the other side of that, you've grown. And do you think this concept of achieving your purpose career-wise, it's daunting to think about that too. And I think that also somewhat plays into my fears. Is this next step really as meaningful as I want it to be at my age, at this juncture in my career path? So what key advice, takeaways do you have for our listeners who are trying to get to that, doing a career reset? feeling the challenges, wanting to do something meaningful, but they're just not pulling the trigger. So the fear stops them. There is a cloud of uncertainty in front of them. That's the same with you right now. As you're looking to move forward, there's this cloud of uncertainty. What's on the other side of that? The brain's number one job is to keep us alive. When you think about it, that's what it's there to do. So it doesn't like uncertainty. So it's not going to step into a cloud of uncertainty. So what we've got to do is create clarity there. How we create clarity is create the vision of the future that we want to live. Okay. And actually picture that. You could even picture yourself like you're going to a movie theater and you're watching it on a big screen. And the brain also doesn't know the difference between reality and a vision you've created, which is why athletes love to go visualize what their sport is going to look like because their body will have then played that game or committed that move or done something. Fascinating, right? yeah. So the visualization is key. But when you visualize your future, what you've done in your brain is you've created a clear future for your brain then to step into. And you remove the cloud of confusion that could be there. And do you believe that we each have a purpose career-wise? I do, because we are all very different. Your gifts and your strengths are so much different to mine. Which means that if you're trying to do what I'm doing, the shoe doesn't fit, right? 
And yeah, there is something out there for every one of us. But many of us don't step into it because of that fear. And sadly, because sometimes education tries to get us all to fit one funnel and go down the same path. And so we're educated a certain way. And sticking with one path. That's the other thing. I am seeing so many more nonlinear narratives. Mm -hmm. And I think traditionally that might have been seen in the past as weak or wishy-washy. And I, I think we're trying to actually change that mentality and see it as strength to be able to pivot. Yes. Now, I don't necessarily like the word pivot. And that's fair. Is it overused or I'm constantly looking for a good synonym? (laughs) Why is it that you bristle when you hear that? Because I did it so much, so many times during the whole COVID thing. Mm. It was, I I had to pivot like every week I was doing something new and I'm like, I am done with this. (laughs) So what do you prefer? How do you like to phrase it and frame it? You've said it a couple of times, actually. You've said evolution. Hmm. I love the term and idea of evolution because it shows that we're growing. Pivot means changing direction, which is fine, right? Sometimes we change direction. But if we're just changing direction for changing direction's sake, then we're not growing from it. Evolution means that we really are evolving into something new, which means we are growing and becoming better. I love the word evolution. That aligns with you. I can feel that. So where are you taking this business in the next few years? What's the ultimate goal? And then we want to send our listeners, of course, to learn more about you. Yeah, my ultimate goal is to work with Premier League soccer players. I love the idea. I'm a massive Tottenham Hotspur fan, Premier League team. And I visualize myself being in the locker room with the team doing a presentation on this idea of evolution from sports to business. That would work so well. I visualize you there too, by the way. Thank you very much. The more the merrier. <laughs> if that's worth anything <laughs> at all, online, give us your website. And if any social media platforms are best to mention where you're the most active, please let us know. Yeah, it's uh, mpbcoaching.com. It's the website. Instagram at my personal best coaching and LinkedIn is just my last name, Everett 66. Wonderful. Tony Everett, thank you so much again for taking the time. I really enjoyed it. It went way too fast, did it? I did, didn't it? All right, all right. Thank you again. Be well. This is Bucket List Careers. I'm Krista Laurie. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.